There's been a lot of disappointing performances so far this season. From Juan Soto to Corbin Burns, today Matt and I are firing up the worryometer and letting you know if it's time to panic yet. So lock on in and stay tuned for today's action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source for fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino, here with my brother, my co-host, Matthew Arne. Yo, it's good. Uh, You can find us on all social media platforms and podcasting apps. Just search for Locked On Fantasy Baseball and we'll be there. If you're listening on a platform like Apple or Spotify that allows five-star ratings and reviews, it uh, helps us out if you could do that for us. Also, if you're watching on YouTube and you hit that little bell, it subscribes you to the channel. Also, gives you a notification every time we drop a new video. Also, be sure to like and comment because we love to talk fantasy baseball with you. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel is the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more and visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started today. As I mentioned at the top, though, Matt and I are talking about underperforming studs, firing up that worryometer, and letting you know if it's time to panic yet. And we got a bunch of good names, but there's one superstar at the top that, you know, might be getting a little bit worried about. And uh, Matt, who is it, my brother? Ah, it's Mr. Juan Soto. Um, I mean, most people are probably like, oh, but he's hitting for, for other counting stats, and that's right. I think there's honestly, we're just we're witnessing it just a downward of just trying to get comfortable um in you know in San Diego, but we'll see what happens. My guy is having a pretty good year so far outside of the batting average, right? 39 at bats, he has seven runs. Um, two doubles, two bombs, five ribs, a stolen base. 10 walks to eight strikeouts, batting 205. That pretty much just tells me that, like, honestly, he's just popping the ball high or hitting a bunch of ground balls. And I'm not really worried now. If I, if, if I would have saw where the strikeouts were higher than the walks, then that just tells me Juan Soto isn't doing Juan Soto things. So my worry meter is about a, about a zero right now. Uh, for anybody that's, you know, whether, whether or not should I trade him because he still has value, uh, you know, like, Listen, just don't worry about Juan Soto. Juan Soto is still going to do Juan Soto things. He's on a team that's going to be behind him and start getting in, getting on base in front of him. He's going to pick it up. It's not like he's chasing random pitches. He's still walking more than he's striking out, and I think there's more to come. I think that batting average bounces right on back. Yeah, so. Yeah, um, um. I'm on par with you, Matt. Um, I think, you know, he had that little oblique issue a little bit earlier, you know, uh, and, you know, at, at the end of spring training, they weren't sure if he was going to start the season on time. So I think that's a part of why, you know, Juan Soto is uh, a little bit slow to start. As you mentioned, Matt, you know, uh, the runs look pretty good. RBIs look pretty good. Bombs decent. You know, he's chipped in a steal as well. You know, he's walking more than he strikes out, like always for Soto. My one thing is, is that if, if he had a regular Juan Soto type year last year, I would, 
be on par with you for the zero. But, you know, he did struggle a little bit last year in the batting average department. You know, he was even actually worse with the Padres last year than he was with the Nationals. So I'm, I'm, I want to say I'm at about a 3, 2.5, you know, just a, just a tad bit worried because, you know, he did struggle a little bit last year. Once again, I'm talking Juan Soto here. And there, there is that, you know, that, that lingering thought, and at least in the back of my head, and I'm sure there's a lot of fantasy orders too, is, is there actually something wrong with him? Is he developing a little bit of the yips in the sense of that, you know, the kid hit, you know, well over 300 almost every season, you know, in his career up until last year. But there's not really any reason to be too worried yet. I still think it's the time to go out there and throw by by low over for Juan Soto because the rest of the stats look, you know, pretty good besides the batting average. But, you know, uh, I don't I wouldn't be uh, too nervous once again. I, um, you know, I'm about a two and a half, three on the old worryometer here with uh, Mr. Juan Soto. But let's move on to our next guy, somebody that we've talked about a little bit so far this season. But today we're going to throw that uh, deep dive in on him. And that's Mr. Bobby Witt Jr. So, uh, you know, Mr. Bobby Witt is still underperforming a little bit. He's picked it up a, a, a tad bit since we spoke last time, but he's still, you know, struggling over here. Uh, you know, so far, Bobby Witt has played 11 games, 38 at bats, four runs. No doubles, uh, two bombs, four RBIs, two stolen bases, and he's hitting 158 on the year. Now, the thing is with Mr. Bobby Witt is we all know the talent is there. We all know what he's capable of, but it's not even really just him. The Kansas City Royals in general have been struggling. You know, Vinny P, Salvador Perez, the team, um, you know, has been struggling altogether. Even MJ Melendez, somebody that Matt and I were pretty high on coming into the year. Just all haven't been performing. It might be a team thing. You know, I'm not sure what's going on here. If I had to, you know, give you a number on Bobby Witt, it's a little higher than Juan Soto. I'm talking maybe a three and a half, you know, maybe like a 3.9. I wouldn't get into that four or five territory yet because we all know Bobby Witt's a, a stud and he's capable of doing fantastic things. But I definitely somebody I'm keeping an eye on. And I'll be honest with you, I mean, in those dynasty keeper leagues, if you can buy low on Bobby Witt, definitely go for it and take advantage of that right now. But in redraft, I don't know if I'm going out there and uh, throwing a buy low offer on Bobby Witt because there's other guys that I'm, you know, I'd rather go after like a Juan Soto and uh, those type of guys in a redraft league. Yeah, I mean, Bobby Witt, I think, will bounce back. I mean, worst case, we see a 250 batting average. That's, I think, worst case is a repeat of last year. Bobby Witt is one of those guys is like I keep talking about the new age guys that bat 290 like he did in the minors with, you know, well under walks to strikeouts. So, I mean, it is what it is with Bobby Witt, but no, it is what it is. I think he's going to bounce back. He's about like a three for me right now, and we'll see what happens. Um, Let's move on here. Let's talk about Mr. Marcus Simeon of the, uh, <laughs> of the Texas Rangers. You know, overall, I don't think he's having such a bad season in terms of like counting stats and whatnot. Since at 43 at-bats, he has six runs, a home run, six ribs, a stolen base. It's really just a batting average of 209 that really is What's worrying me, um, I think it's just more of a case of the, the, early, the, the early slow start. I think he's going to bounce on back up, and we'll see what happens from there. I think that, you know what, he's not he's another big name that, you know, we drafted high. You got to kind of, like, look at it like this, right? You know, you know he's good. You draft him high because he's good, right? So you got to prove – you pretty much got to have confidence that he's going to be good. I mean, ultimately – he is just a – he had a slow start last year too. I mean, if you really look at it, his first half he had a 239. His second half he batted about a 259. You know, he 
he just off to a slow start and then didn't seem like he recovered fully. But I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I, I'm not really too worried about him. He's going to do Marcus Simeon things. Yeah, Matt. Uh, I'm I'm just vibing right off of what you said. To be honest, he might be the lowest guy on my worryometer so far. Uh, you know, I'm giving it about a one because Marcus, as you mentioned, Marcus Simeon threw his first 47 games last year. He had one home run. He did have six deals, but one home run, and he was batting like an abysmal, like right under 200. And then, you know, come June, he had 287 with seven bombs. Yeah, yeah, with 157 through that first month. Uh, yeah, but the, and then if you include May in there, first 47 games, he was at about, you know, just right under that 200 mark. But then in June, he came out, he had seven bombs, he had 15 RBIs, six steals, 287. And then in July, he came out and just had another great month, six bombs, 17 RBIs, uh, seven steals, and uh, he had 268. So Marcus Simeon, Marcus Simeon's like the perfect buy low right now. He'd be a huge, huge buy low target for me. It's just, you know, the, the cold months in the first few months probably bother Simeon. It's just something that we've seen from him a bunch of times before in his career. Definitely a good guy to go out and buy low on. He's going to turn it around and have a big year. Yep. And before we move on, we talk about all our other guys we may or may not be worried about. Here at Fantasy, uh, here at uh, Lockdown, we're super excited about our new sports betting partner, FanDuel. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. There's no better place to get it in with the MLB than in FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers getting no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can wager from everything from money lines to strikeouts to home runs. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine bets for a bigger chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance for your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. When you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the MLB. All right. With that being said, Dom, take it away. Yeah, so uh, we got uh, one, uh, well, two more bats here for you guys. And uh, the first one is uh, Francisco Lindor. Now, Lindor, I feel like, is another notoriously uh, slow starter, and he's having one of those slow starts this year as well. Uh, so far in the year, Lindor's played 11 games, 37 at-bats, six runs, four doubles, a home run, seven RBIs, one steal, and he's hitting 216. Now, if you look at all those counting stats, I like the four doubles. Some of those are going to start heading out of the park. Six runs and seven RBIs aren't bad. You know, he's on that good Mets team. I think the real big point of today's episode is that it's just too early to be that panicked about anybody. I'd kind of be shocked here if we go over, you know, a five here with anybody today. Uh, you know, the, a lot of the guys we're talking about today are very, very good by low targets. You know, you go out there, you throw a nice little low ball offer on them, and, you know, you could possibly make out. This is the time of year that, you know, you should probably be making the most trades. And then, you know, as we get towards the halfway point and teams start falling out, uh, you could make a lot of trades then too. But this is one of those prime times. Specifically for Lindor, we all know what he's capable of. You know, we had that monster bounce back year with his second year in the Mets last year. He had 26 bombs, 107 RBIs, 98 runs. 16 steals, he had 270, and he's a career 277 hitter. So I think Lindor is going to be perfectly okay. I don't know if I threw out a number, but I'm going to throw out one here now again anyway. I'm about a two on Francisco Lindor with uh, the worryometer today. 
Yes, sir. I'm right there with you, man. I don't see any reason to really doubt him. It just, it is what it is, man. He's just going to do indoor things come, come once it gets a little bit warmer. Uh, let's talk about somebody that probably everybody was counting on this year. Um, and that's Mr. Salvador Perez. Um, he is looking like he is nowhere near 2021 form. And it looks like he's having a drop off that's continuing from 2022. Um, in 2022, he had 445 at bats. He had 48 runs. He had 23 doubles, a triple, 23 bombs, 76 ribbies, and he batted 254. Now, that's kind of more on pace to what he normally does over his career. Um, 2021 was a complete outlier in batting average along with 2020 since it's a short season. Um, in 18, because he didn't play in 19, he batted 235, 268 in 2017, 247 in 16, 15, 260, 14, 260. So if you get catch my drift, I think we're seeing more of a vector regression to the mean of what he is and who he is at his age 32 season. Um, I think we're going to see more of what he did last year, the 23 bombs to 25 bombs. I think the ribbies are about the same 76 to 80. So that seems to be his average of what he does. I think the batting average is probably going to be around that 230, 240 to 250 range. And we paid up pretty high on him. So my worry meter for everybody who paid up for Salvador Perez is about a six. Um, only because of the fact that where we had to pay for him during draft season. So, you know, what you could do is you could tr- probably trade him at his current value, which is still pretty high because catchers really aren't um, going to lose too much value, especially catchers like Perez. And you can maybe trade him and flip him for a catcher and something and kind of get out of the hole and let him explode on somebody else's team and let watch their team fall apart. So that's my take on Salvador, Salvador Perez. Yeah, Matt, I think you're a little bit more worried about uh, old Salvi than I am. Last year, you know, he was dealing with that, um, you know, a thumb issue for, you know, quite a while during the season. And, you know, he had he had a really bad first half. The first half of last year, played 57 games, had 211 batting average, uh, you know, 11 home runs, 34 RBIs. But then in the second half, he really showed us, you know, who he is, old, you know, Salvador Perez. In the second half, not exact split, 57 games in the second half as well, 23 runs, 12 bombs, 42 RBIs, and he hit 297. So I'm not... I would, once again, I'm about maybe like a three, you know, maybe three and a half max, you know, worried about Salvador Perez. He's a career 268 hitter, so I'd expect him to be around there. You know, as Matt mentioned, I'm definitely on board. He's not going to hit those 48 bombs again like he did in 2021. But you know what? If he can give you 25 plus bombs, you know, decent amount of RBIs. Uh, the runs department, I'm not holding out for anything crazy. If he gives you 55, 60, that's going to be fantastic. And if he hits you, you know, 260, 270 in that range, like, you know, he uh, does on his career, that's about what you're going to get out of him. And he always winds up being one of the top-end catchers. So, you know, if you're struggling in the catching position right now, only thing I'd be worried about is the age. He is 33 years old. So, you know, I, I mean, I, I would throw a very, very buy-low offer towards Salvador Perez. I wouldn't be giving up nothing crazy for him. And, uh, you know, that's about it on the, the bats today. Now, we got, uh, you know, we got somebody we have talked about, one of my boys. You know, if you're familiar, I've definitely rocked his jersey a few times on the podcast, and it's my boy Corbin Burns. Now, 
you probably drafted Corbin Burns as the first starting pitcher off the board, and I can definitely see your concerns because I have some concerns about Corbin Burns too. On the air, Mr. Burns is two starts, a 9-6-4 ERA, nine innings pitched, only six strikeouts. Uh, he's given up 10 earned runs, five walks, so one seven one whip, and he's just been – He's been pretty bad so far, and it's uh, you know, it's been disappointing to see. You know, I will say this: the stuff still looks pretty good. The velocity looks pretty good. My biggest concern, though, when it comes to you know, um, Mr. Corbin Burns, is that he really struggled down the stretch last year too. And um, as I pull up those stats for you here, okay. So now the thing was he had a really bad August in Corbin Burns last year. He had a 4.81 ERA across six starts, 33 innings, only 35 strikeouts. The whip was still pretty solid at a 1.18, but that's not best pitcher in uh, baseball, you know, what he was drafted as. Um, right now, you know, Corbin Burns, I don't know if it's, if he started pitching yet today as we're talking. I'm going to double-check that here. But he has a start today as Matt and I are recording. If this start isn't good, my worryometer is going to go up a lot. He has not started pitching yet as a, started pitching yet as we're talking here on the podcast right now. But right now I'm at about a four. You know, I am a little bit concerned because last year, as I mentioned, he finished, you know, down the stretch. He stumbled to the finish line. Uh, you know, we know he has the elite stuff. It's just a little bit nerve wracking as to where you took him. You know, you gave up a you know a high end pick to get him. So I'm about a four on Corbin Burns right now. If he if he comes out and he craps the bet again, it's moving up. But uh, hopefully he gets things right against the Diamondbacks today. Yeah, um, Corbin Burns could easily after today, like you said, go up. And where I have him today is before this start, probably about a four. If this okay. if this start is bad, I'm gonna be about a seven, um, because that's quite a few in a row. Um, but we'll we'll wait and see before we overreact. Um, but let's move on here to somebody that got lit the hell up today, um, and that's Mr. Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola is really starting to scare me. <sighs> um, he gave up five runs today against the Marlins of all teams too. Like it's not like just some some like. Like, a, like the Braves or something. It's the Marlins. I'm sorry. Like, all I got there is jazz. So, I'm like, Nola, what are you doing, dude? And here's the other thing. He hasn't had great starts. Against the Rangers, he had a 12 ERA. Gave up quite a few runs and blew that game. Gave up five in one inning. Against the Yankees, he, gave, he had a 4-5 ERA, which isn't horrendous. But, I mean, to follow that up with a 6-3-5 ERA is not good. I mean, my guy didn't make it out of three innings against the Texans and didn't make it out of – and only had 5.2 uh, in today's. Like, this is not good for Aaron Nola. But here's the other thing. Here's what I want to talk about now. Besides the fact of what he's doing today, right, last year um, he kind of didn't do as hot either. To finish April, March, he had a 390 ERA. Then in May he had a 327. And June two five one. So he seems to be a slow starter, at least how it was last year. So there's still hope. I'm going to go based off of that. He's about a four five for me. Um, if he doesn't figure it out in these last two weeks of April, then yes, we're going to have a lot of worry about Aaron Nola. And my MVP bold pick is going to look re- absolutely like I need to be locked up in an insane asylum. So, you know, we'll see about Aaron Nola 
in these coming coming weeks, and let's hope he can kind of get out of it and start figuring it out moving forward. So, guys, you know, uh, before I give my little take here on uh, Aranola, I'm really excited by our new partner and sponsor of today's episode, the mobile game Ultimate Baseball GM. Have you ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your own professional baseball franchise? Well, guess what? Your dream has come true. In this game, you get to manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches and staff to manage team finances, scouting and drafting players, and also managing those difficult personalities, navigating your franchise through free agency and all the ups and downs that come with a baseball season. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free and playable without Wi-Fi, so you can play on the go as you want when you want. I've been absolutely hooked on this game since I downloaded it. You can compete against your friends like Matt and I have been doing, and you should definitely be doing the same with your friends. Locked on fantasy baseball listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code locked on in the game store. So make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up in the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com. Start your dynasty today. So let me hop in on this uh, little Aranola rant here. And, um, you know, I heard somebody say this a long time ago, and it just seems to, like, ring true. If you go all the way back to Aranola's uh, rookie year, he has this trend of where it's good year, bad year, good year, bad year. And it's not – some of the years aren't necessarily horrible, but, like, it's just funny because if you go to 2015, 3.59 ERA, you know, uh, his first year looked pretty good. Second year, 2016, 4.78 ERA. Uh, 2017, he goes back, you know, uh, back to 3.54. He kind of bucked the trend there for a couple of years because then in 2018, he was an all-star, 2.37 ERA, monster year. But then he goes back to a bad year in 2019, 3.87, and, you know, so on and so forth with that, with Aaron Nola. And we're back on the bad year, you know, here. And it's just it's it's ironic that it happens that way of course i don't really think there's much to that it's just funny to see you know but aaron Nola, as matt mentioned slow starter i'm not super worried about him yet you know it's tough to see him go out there against the marlins and just you know crap the bed like he did today uh it, it's weird because aaron Nola is the type of pitcher where he's rocking and rolling for you know four or five innings and then he always has that one inning where he gives up like two home runs and five runs and he just you know looks like crap you know let's just hope you know he's just getting his um you know bearings uh together here and you know finds a way to you know be better throughout the rest of the season like we expect him to he did have a bad spring training as well so it's not like he went out there and he was dominating spring training and had some regression it's just that he's most likely just gonna have a slow start he gets Cincinnati next time. I mean, it isn't Cincinnati, but if he goes out there against Cincinnati and craps the bed too, I'm I'm really going to move him up the worryometer. Right now, it's probably similar to Corbin Burns, where I'm at like a four with Nola. But uh, you know, we'll see. Um, you know how things look uh, going forward here with Mr. Nola. Let's move on to our next guy though, and that's uh, Mad Max Scherzer. And, you know, Mr. Max is getting a little bit up there in age, so yeah, I could see why everyone's getting a little bit worried about him. And, you know, um, he uh, hasn't been off to the best start this season. Uh, so far for Mr. Scherzer, it's 16 innings pitched, 14 Ks, a 4-4-1 ERA, and a 1-2-2 whip. And, uh, you know, as I said, he's getting a little bit older, and the shoe can kind of fall off with anybody, you know, 
at that age. And, you know, he had a bad first two starts against Miami and Milwaukee, but he was actually pretty good against San Diego in his last one. And uh, Max Scherzer's last start against San Diego, five innings, six Ks, didn't give up any uh, earned runs, and he had an 08 whip, which is very good to see. And he gets Oakland next time in Oakland. So if Scherzer doesn't go out there and have, a, you know, a nice little Max Scherzer start, I'd be pretty shocked. You know, I bet you 10 Ks, no earned runs, gets the win, quality start. And, you know, then we're all just back to like, okay, you know, Max Scherzer is where he is. I'm going to put him at a two and a half, and it's not necessarily for performance. It's that the fact that he is older, he might get hurt. So I'm not really worried about it the way he's going to perform. I'm a little bit more worried about the old age and uh, the injury history here with Max Scherzer. Yeah, we'll we'll see how he plays out. I'm To be honest, I honestly just want to see him flop before I just give up on him because right now I don't think we've hit in the flop. I think Scherzer is somebody that we you pretty much are going to ride this out because you you knew by drafting him at this point the other shoe could drop at any time and I don't think it's now I don't I think like you said if anything an injury is going to be the one that causes this this ending and the downward turn for Matt oh, Scherzer yeah, definitely you know the future Hall of Famer is not going to lose his stuff if anything I think he'll retire once he starts feeling that the velo is still there everything's still there for him so. I'm feeling okay with Scherzer. He's about a one for me for now. All right, let's talk about somebody else. Somebody that, you know, are we going to wonder if they're going to be a, a one-year breakout and then, you know, have a sophomore slump or third-year slump? I have to fact my check real fact check myself real quick. Um, third-year third from now. Third-year. So <laughs> are we going to have a junior-year flop here? And that's uh, Alec Manua. Um Last year, he had a great year. I mean, 2022 was absolutely phenomenal in 196 innings. He had 180 strikeouts. He had a 2-2-4 ERA. He won about 16 games. I mean, his whip was an 0-9-9-2. But here's the thing, and here's kind of what's telling of what's going on this year. His FIP was a 3-3-5. FIP is what would he do without above average or below average defense? It's just what if it him pitching, right? So he's outperforming it by a whole point. That is never a good sign of, you know, what they're actually doing and where you could predict how they're going to do this season, right? Still think Mano is a great pitcher, but him outperforming it is not surprising me what he's doing right now because right now, too, he's outperforming it by two. He has a 4-3-5 ERA on the season, and his FIP is a 6-4. Uh, a FIP is a 6-4. That's not good. Now, here's the thing. Um, his first half versus second half last year was actually good. He did not really teeter off. He got better. Um, I mean, let's look at his month splits, right? I mean, his ERA in April was a one, four, four and May was two Oh three, two, five, six. I think towards the end of the season, he started the, the, the amount of workload was catching up to him. So this is where I'm getting a little worried. Um, being that, you know, he's not performing close to his FIP and he's not normally a slow starter. So he's about a three going on a four, but if this keeps going, we're going to be at a six and we'll see where this brings us right now. I don't know if I'm even telling you to go buy low on him. I think this is a wait and see Alec Manoa is just a hold and do not, do not try and trade for yeah, I'm uh I'm on board. See the thing is everybody had Alec Manoa kind of high coming into this year. And the more I deep dived into him this offseason, I was kind of on the lower end. I think I had him like 
in the mid to low 20s where everyone had him in like their top 15. The, uh, I saw the stuff that Matt just talked about. I saw the, you know, the FIP was kind of high. Once again, it's fielding independent pitching. It's an ERA indicator. So it kind of tells you where the ERA should be. And, you know, he never, he had, he doesn't have a long track history in the minors. You know, it's less than 50 innings across, you know, his whole minor league career. So, you know, we, it was a small sample size. And I think Manoa this year, you'll see like a mid three ZRA, you know, maybe around a strikeout per nine if he gets back up to it. The whip should get a lot better, to be honest with you. I'd be surprised if the whip was, you know, any higher than like a 118 because, uh, you know, Manoa does have pretty good control. But here's the thing. He's pitching right now against the Tigers and he's just not he's not getting it done again. You know, he's a. Uh, He's off to a rough start in this game. I'm just uh, pulling up the stats for you guys right now to see exactly, you know, how uh, Mr. Uh, Manoa is performing. Give you some um, some details. So he's pitched four innings today. He's given up three earned runs, five walks, and it's just not looking like it's getting much better. Only three strikeouts in the four innings. I'm like Matt, not buying low on Alec Manoa. I'm kind of just letting the, you know, Alec Manoa owner sit out there. And, you know, if you get it from dirt cheap, you know, like uh, somebody you picked up off the waiver wire, somebody that's you know, not not a big name. Yeah, sure, then go for it. But I'm not giving up any, you know, big name players for, you know, Alec Manoa. So uh, let's move on to our last guy here, and that's a Hunter Green. And, you know, I know I was out there t- touting Hunter Green, so if you uh, paid up for him, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, you know, it's not looking great for Mr. Hunter Green right now. But uh, he still, the stuff still looks good. He's still out there throwing gas, and he's, you know, he's doing his thing. He did have a good spring training, and it's only a couple of bad starts for this, uh, you know, the beginning of the season. So across Hunter Green's first two starts, five, six, three, RA, eight innings, thirteen Ks. There is six walks in there. You know, he's only given up one bomb, which isn't horrible. The whip is, you know, bad at two. But I think Hunter Green, you know, figures this thing out. He turns the corner. He's still only 23 years old, so let's give him a little bit of time here to, you know, get things going. For now, maybe you avoid throwing him against, you know, the big, big-name big teams. And, you know, if he's got a bad matchup at home, you know, it's another reason to, to fade him. He does have a start tonight against Atlanta, so let's hope that goes better for him. The first start was the really bad one, though, because the one against Philly wasn't atrocious. You know, he got lit up against, uh, you know, Pittsburgh. But then he went out there against the Phillies, and, you know, he wasn't absolutely horrible. It was two runs, five hits, three walks, over 4.2 innings. He had five strikeouts. I think Hunter Green is definitely somebody. I'd I'd actually rather buy low on Hunter Green than Alec Manoa, if I'm going to be honest with you. But I I think Hunter Green turns it around and has a, you know, a nice little uh, sophomore season here. Yeah, I mean, here here's how I'm looking at it from uh for Hunter Green, right? So it's it's better away than it is so far the, the two starts he has, right? Home, he has an 8 ERA. <laughs> away he has a 3.86. Um on top of that, this is this year, so I mean it's two starts. Um and then on top of that, his he's underperforming his FIP right now. So his ERA is a 5.63 and his FIP is a 4.02. This is encouraging that, you know what, his defense isn't really playing a part, uh, doing him justice, let's put it that way. And also, neither is his home field. So, you know what, if he's away, I'm probably going to roll him out, uh, depending on the team, too, in the matchup. But, yeah, I I think he's going to bounce on back. I'm about like a three. If anything, like Dom said, he's a buy-low candidate. You know, it's very easy to talk somebody into saying, hey, oh, it's a sophomore slump. You know, let me take it off your hand. You Let me give you this little piece of garbage over here that looks i'll sprinkle a little you know glitter on it to make it look nice and you know yeah, get, yeah. get me some hunter green action i think you know it 
great buy low candidate everybody we're talking about here so um you know go 400 green dom take it away yeah once again, I don't know if I mentioned it, but I'm about at maybe 2.5 on Hunter Green as far as the worryometer goes. But, guys, that is all for us today. Be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. Check out our website if you already haven't. We're going to try and keep, you know, uh, posting on there for you guys, you know, waiver wires, uh, maybe get some pitch and ditches going during the season. And also, uh, you know, just uh, there's a little bit about us on there. There's access to all of our episodes. And thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. Uh, why don't you guys go ahead and make uh let's go with locked on MLB, make them your second listen each and every day. You know, over there, they give you a, a big variety of all baseball information as far as all the teams go. And, you know, they do great work over there. So go and check them out. But we've got we will be back tomorrow. So, um, you know, with a new episode for you guys so be on the lookout for that. But until then, Peace. see you.